Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's do the time <laughs> jump again. It is 2021 in Riverdale. If you saw both, I think both Molly and I screaming on the internet about the fact that, all right, we discussed this last week. Yes, we are talking about we're finally, we finally hit the time jump in Riverdale. And the fact that it, the entire other four seasons we're in the year, I guess, 2009 uh, until 2013. I forgot. We haven't even talked about that. We have to no. talk about the episode that is the time jump, but we also have to address that perhaps the creator of Riverdale heard our podcast just questioning That's probably what happened. What year was it? Because I honestly don't think they had even considered what year it was going to be when they decided to do a seven year time jump because there's no way to make it make sense. And so I think that they just didn't think about it. And then they were like, oh, we probably shouldn't be in the not too distant we future. <laughs> I guess we'll just say the whole thing was in the past, seven years in the past. And Seven years in the past. There is four seasons of this show. Four years. Let's say 2021 minus four. That puts us at 2017. Really, I think it was 2016 when it started. And then subtract seven. So we're talking yeah. 2010, 20, like. I think it's 2010. I think it would be 2010, people right? People wouldn't because... have even all had smartphones then. I didn't get a smartphone until 2011. <laughs> it was a different time period. You cannot just fudge it and say it was actually seven years ago the whole time. That's not how time works. It's just not how time works. My favorite, too, is that we were... So Molly and I have been yell texting at each other <laughs> since we found out this news when it was released last week. And... And how many people, and thank you so much that wrote in, saying even Fred Andrews' grave says 2019. That is the key. Because Jackie was like, Jackie was like, do we have to rewatch all four seasons to see if it like was set in that time period? And we both agreed, of course, we weren't going to do that. But but then helpfully when people said his gravestone said 2019, because, again, of course it was the present because we really think this was a long con. They planned for four seasons to randomly have a show start seven years in the past (laughs) so that they could then have a fucking fifth season that was 
in 2021 like it doesn't I love it don't pretend like this was intentional like it, this instagram post that you sent me he's like we time drop into the present like it was some sort of memento reveal like oh ooh, it was the past the whole time like fucking the sixth sense or something but you didn't plan it you did not you are just fudging it because you don't want to make it 2028 and that's fine just Admit it. Don't pretend. Just admit it. Just, Just admit, admit it. it. Just be like, you admit know what? It. It's seven years in the future, but it's still 2021. I don't know how. And then just leave it, it at just there. It just is. That's <laughs> fine. Or like we talked about last week, or you make it little sci-fi for absolutely no reason, which would also would have been fun. They are restarting, essentially, with these characters. I um just poised a theory towards Molly about this episode, an immediate fury, <laughs> ran through us the way Hiram runs through those orphan boys. Not sexually, just beating them up. Because remember, somewhere seven years ago, he was still a vigilante. I'm talking about the name of this episode was Purgatorio. Are they in Purgatory? They all suffered an accident. They all suffered trauma that got them to wear they are back in Riverdale. Oh my Did God, you're they right. Die or are they in comas going back uh, to Riverdale? You're so quote right. Unquote in the future. Yes. Or, like who knows? Or it is in the future and then we're going to find, I don't know. But the, the Instagram post said we're jump. Time jump seven years into the present. Into the present, so, yes. But you're totally fucking right. It could be some shit like that. It could all be some lost shit where it's all a dream. Because you're right. Because because we find out in the first episode of New Time, which was the one we just watched, uh, that Betty has almost been killed by a serial killer due to- The trash big, bag killer. <laughs> or TBK. TBK. B- big surprise. She went in without any backup. And probably cost right. a bunch of people their lives. Not at all a surprise for Betty Cooper. But behavior. also, did you not notice how like it was just Silence of the Lambs? Exactly, which Silence I of the Lambs. Yeah, I wasn't sure how they were able to do that. And also, I, there's I another show now, Clarice. Like, Clarice, is we this were a crossover? Exactly screaming about, but it's not even on the same network. I don't no. think. <laughs> yeah, I and I mean, I know there's a million different like Silence of the Lambs, like you know projects but I, that was confusing like why did you literally just have the exact image from silence of the lambs weird super weird but yeah you're right so she almost died veronica almost died can't wait to talk about in, that dun, 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 <laughs> the accident she almost and died in an accident in the accident we keep doing the hair flip and the look over into the accident the accident um I wish if I was drinking, I definitely would have taken a shot every time. In fact, if you haven't watched the episode yet, watch it and take a shot every time they say the accident. Although, and I was very surprised that, and and Molly said the same thing. Very surprised that they actually spoke to what the accident was in this episode because I didn't think I thought that it was going to be a. Don't you remember? Dun dun dun! The accident every time, but they did speak to it because. Mr. Wormo, her husband, <laughs> why did she fucking marry this guy? <laughs> this Veronica. Is the best. If, if you are to play Jackie's game where you drink every single time they say the accident, you will be drinking like in rapid succession for like three or four times because they mention yes. the accident uh, like 
as soon as we are in a scene with them, they mention the accident. She mentions it with her mom. It's like this, oh my God, the accident. And like, I, you know, sometimes the whole conceit of a plot of a book or a show or an episode is that you build up the accident, the accident, the accident, but you don't actually find out what it is. And there's all this suspense around it. But Riverdale... They like to mix it up. They mentioned it. They built up about five minutes worth of suspense, which is going to be your good drinking time. Get it in. Because then they're just like, you know, the accident where we were in a helicopter and it crashed. And it's so satisfying to have them just be like, the accident, the accident, the accident. This is what the accident was. Do you remember? This is what the accident is. You remember when we were in our helicopter that crashed over Marsha's Vineyard, as Jackie pointed out? Marsha's Vineyard. Because that's what they do. They make things like... You know, I can't remember the other examples of when they make something like Twitter, but not Twitter, you know. Yes. And I do like share BNB. Share Now, Ver- <laughs> Veronica is married to Chadwick and they were apparently stockbrokers on the stock floor. And now she's not. When we were on Wall Street, which I hope is how people refer to back on Wall Street, when we were on we the were floor. We were on Wall Street. Yeah, they were just on Wall Street together. So apparently Lacey's, which is the place that she told her husband that she was working at because he forced her after the accident to not work on the Wall Street anymore, (laughs) that he's forcing her to work in a jewelry store instead, which was Lacey's, which is the same, um, it's the same store from Katie Keene, which is now canceled. So instead, which I didn't even realize, I wasn't thinking straight, is that, have you seen Uncut Gems? No. The store that she's working in, which is like a high stakes, illegal trading jewelry store. So it's not just like a regular jewelry store. It's a crazy jewelry store. (laughs) And that's where Veronica works. And even though... Very weird that every time she gets a phone call, she just answers it in the middle of selling jewelry for some reason, which uh, she would have been fired a long time ago. Um, She's actually working at the bad girl jewelry store, (laughs) not at the good girl jewelry store. And Chadwick doesn't like it because ever since the accident, he's a little bit more protective of her. But Veronica doesn't fucking want it. They survived a helicopter crash. Um, and then he decided that that was too stressful for her to keep working on Wall Street, especially if they want to have a baby together. And that's the whole that's his whole pretense for what is clearly abusive behavior of preventing yes. her from working in her fucking job, which, of course, she is a Wall Street broker who's very passionate about it because that's totally Veronica. And yes. she yeah. And he's like and then she talked to her mom about it. and Her mom is like. Whilst doing a shoot for the Real Housewives of New York City, she's like, oh, Miha, don't you know that he's just an alpha and you just have to like make it make him feel like he's in charge a little bit. And so she's like, "Okay." And then she goes and she's like, "Mm, you know, you have to respect me. okay?" And he's like, "Okay." And I like run, run, Veronica. This guy sucks. Run away, because what did he do to apologize? He bought her a Glamour J egg. And if we remember the Glamour J egg, which I did not at first, but then it came back to me. Oh, I screamed. It's a Glamour J egg. (laughs) Because I have, I don't remember if I ever put it up on the Patreon, but I definitely wrote a fan fiction that was short and weird about Jughead 
going to go talk to Hermione Lodge while she's holding the Glamour J egg, and then Jughead uses said Glamour J egg to um, get her off on top of Hiram's desk. <laughs> and I did maybe kind of write that. And I can't remember if I posted that or not. And if I didn't, I will post it. It's not good. But there's just something about using the Glamour J egg to get off, which is why I remember the Glamour J egg, though. My question to you, and I don't know if we've talked about it, I think we've randomly screamed about it, is why is Andy Cohen the only celebrity that they name drop in this show? Because Hermione Lodge is friends with Andy Cohen. We know that Andy Cohen is friends with the Lodges. Why? I know. Why? I know. It's weird. It's because it's also, again, not the same network. I mean, maybe there's some sort of connection between CW and Bravo, but it's not Bravo. Like, I'm just confused. I'm, I'm, and, and, and they really mention Andy Cohen's name. It's just like the phrase, the accident. Do a shot every time they say Andy Cohen's name in a scene Please. with Hermione Lodge and you will be absolutely tanked. Take up that. This, the drinking game is first drink every time they say the accident. After they oh, reveal okay. what the accident is, helicopter crash in Marsh's Vineyard, um, then the drinking game switches to Andy Cohen um, or do both because those are the two, you know, phrases that are uttered the most in this in the first half of the episode. And he's just saying, and I, I'm looking it up currently, that he's just a huge Riverdale fan oh, and that's really wanted fun. to be a part of it. And that's fine. And that's fun. Mention my name. But that is, it's just really, it's so it's so jarring every time. Like, well, Andy says, but is that a character in the goddamn show? That's the thing. He's not in it. It's, it's so it's 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 a it's it's very Riverdale because it's like really. It's not exactly self-referential. It's like it's like rest of the it's like outside world referential. It's just like Glamour J Egg and Marsha's Vineyard, but not because like it's actually a real it'd be funnier if it was like Andy Cohen or something, you know? Like if they had sure. given it like Randy Cohen, like something slightly different in a world where everything is slightly different, for some reason Andy Cohen gets to be the same. He's just Andy. He's just our Andy. <laughs> uh, it's very, it's always super jarring to me. Um, almost as jarring as everyone going back to Riverdale to the White Worm. I don't, we tried to figure out, we tried to talk through the fact that Veronica last episode, slash seven years ago, gave Pop back his own restaurant. And I didn't know if that meant that he also had Le Bon Nui or if Le Bon Nui was then put to bed because Tony comes in and she went to college, comes back, because fuck college, became the queen serpent herself and now turned Le Bon Nui back into the white worm. If you remember, the white worm was the serpent hangout from seasons oh, ago. I had forgotten about that name connection. Thank you. Yes. So the white worm has already been here and now it's back and it's filled with sexy serpents. And I will say, check mark number one, I wanted the serpents to be back. I wanted them to have more of a um, a staple character back into Riverdale. Yeah. But we also noticed that the ghoulies are still around as well because, all right, I don't get rich people. I don't get the idea of destroying a town for some sort of fame and money. 
But Hiram Lodge, for some reason, in the seven years that the characters of Riverdale just went through, it became a drug den with a with rabid dogs running around. <laughs> and maybe they replaced all of the orphans that live in the woods or underneath the boxing ring. Or maybe that now the orphans have just grown up and now they are the skid row, which is all of Riverdale. But what is the reason? Oh, what Molly? was the funny name that they had for Skid Row? It was like Crunch Alley or something. Do you remember? Some, uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Skeed on it village or something. It, it was really, was... really good. Yeah. So in right in seven years, Hiram, there was another frag. I got to start watching with a paper and pen. There was a phrase that they said that was just like, I love it when Riverdale tries to do like policy, you know, because it was like the town has no funding, which like certainly I feel like. You, you know, usually I feel like when you speak about funding, you speak about like departments like like of funding like this, th like like the education department has no funding or the fire department. Has, the, the, the whole town has no funding because oh, um, he's trying to clear out Riverdale so he can build a freeway to help his pricey Sodale suburb thrive. Now, Sodale, is that supposed to be Southside? Is that? That he's changed yeah. into Sodale, like WeHo, like NoHo. Oh, like it's, good it's question. Because we have never heard the word Sodale before of the other nearby no. municipalities. And right, so so Riverdale has gone from because of this highway construction project where he's yeah, I guess it's like a reference to like what happened in New York when they just like built highways through communities. Like he's he's gonna he's essentially has the the town went from being like a functional town that whilst it always did have hundreds of orphans running through the woods, it did have like a fire department. It had one police officer. Not anymore because oh my god, I couldn't. When so Tony is actually to give all of this exposition, Tony has been giving Kijiepa a tour through Riverdale, but also I don't know what color of red they used this time, but it is a stark contrast to last week. I know that he's older, but his hair got a lot more fiery red in the seven years. So People are just setting fire to the town, but they also set fire to the fire department so they have no more fire department. And they're walking down the, quote, lost highway, and Archie sees a burnt bus stand, and he goes, why would they burn the bus stand? <laughs> Where are people going to sit when they wait for the bus? Uh, how are people going to wait for the bus? <laughs> How are people going to wait for the bus? And then Tony's like, oh, know, Archie, Archie, there's no bus anymore. The town has no funding. How are people going to wait for the bus? <laughs> he just said it in such an intense, dumb fuck way. I love you, Archie. And I think Archie has been in war. Don't worry about what war. Don't worry about where he was. But he was in war. And he was a hero, Thank you very fucking much. But now the army is sending him back to Riverdale so he can run the RROTC at Riverdale High School. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that yeah. makes no sense whatsoever. The town has no funding, but thankfully they do still have a drama teacher, which is Kevin. Oftentimes yes. drama teachers are the first to go when it comes to budget cuts. But thankfully, uh, yeah. thankfully Hiram has not 
slashed the budget for uh, the drama department at Riverdale High. And then who else works there? Uh, does Tony works there Tony as the works guidance there counselor. As a guidance counselor. Also, yes. one of the first things to get cut when the town has no funding. But 100%. I won't focus on the funding discrepancies no, in Riverdale. we can't scream about the funding, but we can <laughs> scream about many other things. Because Tony, as we all know, as the Serpent Queen, owns all the trucks. And that's where Fangs and Sweet Pea work. They work in the trucks, and the trucks won't even drive through Riverdale anymore because the trucks are scared of Riverdale. You don't even know what's happened in the last seven years in Riverdale. <laughs> and I will say, of all of these things, Fangs and Kevin still doing great. I watched that tape anytime. There is an, there is an internet theory that Tony is pregnant with their child and is a, acting as a surrogate Ooh, for them. I like that because theory. I also like this theory because Tony, in real life, we talked about this last week, Tony was pregnant in real life, and I don't think knew, I think they, they changed her storyline because then they were supposed to shoot this last year and she wasn't going to be showing, but then she was very, very pregnant and they couldn't do anything about it. So... Fangs and Kevin are still together, so and she wouldn't. She refuses to say who the father is. So I'm gonna assume that that would make the most sense because Fangs and Kevin really love each other. But then there's the question: What about Choni? What about what Choni? Can I say I think one of my favorite choices of what they're doing in New Riverdale is that Cheryl and Tony are not together. However, Cheryl is about to. Fall ass backwards into being an art forgist, forgerer. That she's got, you realize what? So she's painting all these pussies, and then she paints Tony, and she just sits up like a bit of a. Uh, I guess not Jane Eyre. What's the name of the the wife in Jane Eyre that they hide? <laughs> I don't remember. I feel like so she's in Thornhill she's alone. She's a kept woman she, for sure. She's a kept woman, and she's there with Nena. And uh, Nena and she live in Thornhill. And she was just very open because if there's one thing about Riverdale, they don't mince words. She was very open with the fact that, like, did she reference Jane Eyre? Oh, what did she do? Was it? It was a typically. Uh, Cheryl, like, flourish of explanation when she Tony came and visited her. She believes that she's doomed for a life of unhappiness because if she keeps renovating Thornhill, the curse of being a blossom cannot consume her. And so she's pushing Tony away, but she hasn't left. You know what? She looks fucking great for not having left the inside of that house because they said they haven't even seen her in town in years. And if I may, you know who else looks fucking great is Tony. And I had forgotten. You told me that she was really pregnant, but that I had forgotten. And last night Gideon was like, is she really pregnant? And then both of us immediately were like, yes, because she was wearing a beautiful dress. And I was like, she is pregnant because I know what people's chests look like when they're pregnant and that's what they look like oh you mean exploding <laughs> like she could barely keep her breasts inside of her shirt which i know she's pregnant and that's not usually a fetish of mine but good lord she looked great she looked great and, and it is so rare to see somebody who i guess 
sometimes people are really pregnant on TV, but usually if it's for a plot point, it's like fake pregnant, you know, or they're really pregnant and they're hiding it. And there was just something about the familiarity of her extremely realistic pregnant body that like really resonated with me. I appreciated it. Um, She looks absolutely amazing because also we got to remember that Tony in real life, TT is older than everybody else in the show. Uh, She's actually in her 30s, which, good Lord, I fucking wish I looked like that. But we don't, and that's all right. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Uh, so that is Cheryl in a nutshell, because then Nana Rose was like, no, do you think that you could make replicates of maybe a Rembrandt? So I guess she's going to start. Ma- I don't think they need the money. Yeah. I, I don't love really that those guys why. have to always be up to something. It has to be criminal. But there is uh, it's often just needless, you know, just absolutely like, why do you need to do this? This criminal enterprise, you could just not do this elaborate criminal scheme, you know, but but I appreciate that they do it every time. Yes, me too. And I just I don't know. I really want Cheryl to become the new Hiram Lodge. I want Cheryl to be evil. I want her to take over the town because I think that she is filled with spite for Riverdale right now. And I'd love to watch that grow. So much exposition was given in this episode. I'm so mad that it wasn't a double episode. I was like, I want, can we see now how it unfolds? I want more of it because we know all, I guess their backstory. So Betty was um, captured by the trash bag killer, but got away. However, I think that that will have to tie in. Now I did find a, 
an article where they interviewed Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. The executive producer, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, and I was reading his TV line interview with him. And so remember in the end, we're squeaky. Squeaky is a new character. Squeaky is a young girl in a very bad wig. Right. And Squeaky worked at Pops. And we see her leave and we see her get picked up by a truck with a skeleton attached to the front of it. Which, right. don't get in that truck. And that is going to have something to do. So the question from TV Line was at the end. We see a waitress from Pops getting into a truck, and it looks like we might have another serial killer on the loose in Riverdale. So that's another mystery we'll be seeing play out this season. And he says, definitely. That is 100%. I think it's in the next episode that you'll see that mystery is really entwined with the possibly tragic fate of one of our major characters that we've known since season one. What? And what does that mean? What does it mean? What? So, who has a tragic fate of the major characters since season one? Is it Cheryl Cheryl? Blossom? Because we didn't see any, like, there was no foreshadowing, like, one of them is dead in the future in season one. No. But it does say possibly tragic fate of one of our major characters and that it is intertwined with the new serial killer of Riverdale who drives around in the trucks. Is it going to be the reanimated corpse of Jason Blossom again? I wish. (laughs) If he learned how to drive a truck and then fucking Tony's like, you know what? Use him. He's got legs. Use him. Get him in the truck. Make him start fucking popping wheelies around here, that dead son of a bitch. Oh, that'll show you, Cheryl. That'll show you how to break my fucking heart. Oh, will Tony end up being really bad? Who knows? I don't know. Daddy Serpent is gone. And (sighs) anything really goes when a 25-year-old is the head of a gang of Uh 25-year-olds. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. And obviously there needs to be a serial killer because Betty needs to redeem herself in order to get let into the FBI because she's still just kind of like FBI, not FBI, because she bungled bungled the uh, TBK... um, catch so much so she's gonna have to catch another serial killer and i'll bet you she's gonna catch him on her own rules be damned backup be damned or with jughead or with Jughead, because we haven't talked about jughead which actually so we're all of these oh yeah i forgot about how sad based on i know are they all loosely based on like movies and stuff like that? Because I was picking up so I was like, I don't know what movie it reminds me of. I think almost like I don't think that they would reference Secret Window, but y- you never know. So Jughead is a writer in New York City and he lives on pizza and booze and screaming at his typewriter because, of course, he writes his manuscripts on a typewriter. Yeah. I think he looks great. He looks great. To be fair, this is exactly the type of character I think that Jughead would be, like a super obnoxious New York literati person. um, Yes. Who takes himself super seriously and drinks too hard and yada, yada, yada. That is like classically 25-year-old writer who moves But also mazel of having a writing agent at 25 because that's almost unheard of. Well, I think he was, it sounds like he was a big one-hit wonder, right? Like, you know, I don't know. 
I don't know which which young boy wonder to compare him to who like wrote a really good novel at a young age and then became like the hot new thing. But now he's struggling. He wants to get a staff writing job at The New Yorker. Um, He's working on his second book, but he's got writer's block. His girlfriend leaves him. And then this other girl like entraps him to sleep with her with her so that she can give him her manuscript. She wards off some debt collectors for him and like and then in return he has to read the manuscript his plot line made me sad because it i don't know why it made me sad it was just like oh you mean that he had a that he wrote a one-hit wonder a la essie hinton's the outsiders yes he was oh yeah the outcasts it's inspired by essie hinton's the outsiders and Then they all get a call from Archie, sad Archie, who's wearing definitely a uniform from like World War II, not from contemporary military nah. times, which I appreciate. See, because I, I did I did not want Riverdale to be like, oh, this is what Afghanistan was like. We don't need that, Riverdale. We don't want to see what you think no. that is like. So good. Make it totally abstract in time. Great. But I will say he does liken his experience in war to playing football yes. in Riverdale and it's it's got to be similar <laughs> uh, it has to be i mean i will say he was reading from a farewell to arms and that's a book for him <laughs> that's a big book for him to be reading i just love like i feel like and, and, and Jughead makes like a Jack Kerouac reference. So I feel like in many ways Riverdale is for people like us, but I feel like him reading Phil World to Arms and 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 Jughead like making being like, that's how Jack Kerouac did it is like it, it reminds me very much of me at twenty five, not me in my thirty like very me in my thirties so of like I don't I think worship you're doing these a great job with these drunk characters. male writers as much. Yeah, yeah. And that way it, it is kind of realistic, like that they're so um, you know, self that Jughead in particular is so like self-important, like taking himself seriously as a writer. That actually does ring pretty true. A hundred percent. And the fact that he has no money. So the debt collectors, which were very much like gangsters. So I don't know if there's going to be some sort of gangster plot line added in. Oh, I didn't even talk about the fact that Hiram's new Goonie is Reggie, which I love for his journey. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's great. Yeah. Um, I don't, I I'm really excited about what they did with this episode. I'm I I hate how much I because I really was I was watching this of like all right Riverdale show me what you fucking got and they <laughs> did and they fucking did and I'll give it to them because you know what we're all hitting a bit of a time in our <laughs> mental capacities right now or maybe I'm just speaking for me but I think I needed something to go right. <laughs> yeah, I I think that that. I I have to agree. I think I'll hand it to them. And I think that one of the weird things about, yeah, thinking about Jughead's plot line and even Betty, Betty's is more of an exact extension of what she was doing before. But like, it is nice to see them the same characters. It's nice to see them in a different context. And it is kind of fun to be like, oh, my God, that is totally what Jughead would be like at 25. Like, yes, that, you know, like seeing Tony like being like you know, kind of keeping, holding everything together, being like the serpent matriarch. Um, like, and also like as somebody, I mean, my, my town had the opposite experience of Riverdale where it actually started really thriving once I left. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but, but that it, I feel like it did capture that feeling of going home and going to the bar and being like, who's still here, you Let's know, catch oh, up. Right, right. Like, oh, did it get weird? What's weird? Tell me what got like, and and it actually like 
<laughs> Veronica aside, there were moments in this one that actually did ring like pretty true, you know, even some of the Veronica stuff. Yes, it really, it a hundred percent did. I forget what I was, oh, um, sorry, I just read a line which I didn't realize that Betty, since she got trapped by TBK and has been put on hiatus, so she has to just do paperwork right now, she has to also talk to her therapist, and she's lying to her therapist, but her therapist's name is Dr. Starling. Yes, like Clarice Starling from Silence of the Lambs. Just like Silence of the Lambs. Do you think he's going to be a cannibal? Because I don't think we have we done cannibals yet. I don't think we've done cannibals yet. It would be quite topical because organ harvesting. There's been we two did, different yeah. kinds of drugs. There was a you know there was a gargoyle king, but I don't know if we've done cannibals yet. Yeah, and maybe that's what's going to end up happening. I think that's great. Twenty twenty one needs more cannibals than just Army Hammer. Do you remember when Betty's sister's kids flew in the fire? Doesn't yes. that feel like that was like seven? That was last. Wasn't that last season? No, that was yes, the season but, before. Was that the season before? But it was seven years ago, Jackie, because it was oh, seven you're years right. ago. You are right. Um, I also about Betty, I did make a note because I was scared. Um, um, Betty has a cat now. And I was like, should you have another cat? Remember what happened to Carmel? Remember what she did to Carmel? <laughs> Do you think that she's going to end up accidentally killing Coffee, who's the name of her current Oh, my cat? God. Maybe. You're totally right. Yes. A 100%. Maybe. Is yes. she working in cahoots while she fugues? Working with TBK? I don't know. Because she is having uh, very intense dreams and like PTSD flashbacks and stuff. She's obviously learned nothing. So she's yeah, learned right. nothing. She's going to kill that cat for sure. I think she's going to kill that cat. And I also, I do want to bring up, if you don't mind, Gideon said something that was so smart and it makes sense with what they say in this Den of Geek article about this episode of how taking characters out of a world and lifting them up and putting them into a different place in time is a very comic book thing to do. And actually, um, it says in this, along with Saving Private Ryan, the nightmare that starts this episode is also a reference to the excellent Archie 1941 miniseries, which explored how World War II impacted Riverdale and its characters. Uh So I imagine that they are also using the different comic book lines because that makes complete sense they do that in the world of marvel they do that in the you know they do that in the other big comic book worlds it would make sense that they would do that here which also i beg the question does that mean they're gonna do it again and i'm fine with it what if every season is like another comic book series for them and they do it that way completely here for it completely here for it uh, yeah right like if anything they should have done that after the first season because the first season of Riverdale was so fucking good so and then good. it just kind of started just kind of started running out of things to do in that universe but right like and I guess I haven't read the Archie comics but Gideon said that not only is it a trope of comics but it's kind of a trope of Archie comics specifically to kind of like bounce the characters around into different universes and so um yeah I mean 
th- that I think is a great idea because again, they are good characters. They are good actors. Like I like them. I want to keep watching them. Um, and I want to have them come up with increasingly outlandish plot lines that tie back to their other outlandish plot lines. It was just that they were really running out of steam there for a while. They really were. And they needed, they needed some new harvest to get into. And this crop is looking pretty thick and I am excited for it. And I'm attracted to Jughead again. I know that there's (laughs) not a, a whole lot to look at, Right now, uh, again, I, I said it once, I'll say it a million times. I'll watch the tape of Bangs and Kevin anytime. <laughs> I kind of love that Reggie's a bad guy now. I think he's perfect to be a, uh, a bad guy. Yes. And so, oh, we didn't even end up saying, so how did they all get back to Riverdale? I was a little non-surplus by this, was that Archie was like, oh, man, because, oh, you bitches in Riverdale, you did a great fake out. We thought Pop's wa- Pop was dead Yes, in the beginning of the episode. Thank and you. He's like, what happened to Pop? And no, then it cuts tell to the commercial. What happened yes. to Pop? I didn't tell you. And then at the end, you see Pop. I was screaming. I was like, I thought he was dead. No, they lied. And he's retiring. That's why they all come back to Riverdale to try and throw him a secret surprise retirement party but all four of them don't look happy to fucking be there what happened between them are they gonna get into why they all stopped talking or did they just drift away which happens tends to happen when everybody goes to different schools or just goes to different places it does tend to happen but not like that cleanup break it's 2021 you can text yeah you can facetime you can marco polo there's lots of ways to stay in touch unless you don't wanna yeah. Unless you don't want to. A lot of trauma there. They might just have all wanted to run, but also did something happen. That's my biggest question. I want to see more between the four of them. They all, We only kind of got that right at the end, and that's the thing I'm most excited about. And we're going to have to wait until next week to Ugh. get it. I wanted a double fucking episode. Am I, I excited for episode. Riverdale again? I think I, I might be. I needed it. I needed this so badly. I needed... I needed to be reinvigorated, and we will have a new episode next week called The Homecoming. And I didn't notice any difference in, I mean, obviously Jughead has no beanie, but something that was pointed out to me, which does make sense, is that now Betty is not going to do ponytail. She's going to do half up, half down, because (laughs) she's an adult now. So think about that. Um, But then uh, the ghoulies took over Archie's house, and they're not going to get their fucking security deposit back. And (laughs) someone should let them know that they're not getting their security deposit back. But do any of the parents still live there? Hermione doesn't live there. I'm assuming Hiram lives in Sodale. Is Alice Cooper there? Is Penelope Blossom still in prison? Is mercenary Uncle Daddy in prison still? Yeah, I don't think any of the parents, I mean, and that also is fine because I loved the parents and they were very, very hot. But if they're all 25, I don't know, I I would be happy if all the parents were back. Like, but it yes. makes sense to have it be kind of a parent free universe. But yeah, Archie's house, the ghoulies live there because his mom was renting it to them. Mary, look at the application before you yeah. 
Hand it over to the ghoulies. Call the refs. Um, aren't you a an all-knowing, all-seeing lawyer of sorts? Didn't <laughs> you know these things? And they did say that Kevin's dad is still there because he's still our sheriff, daddy. Oh, good. But he's goodness. not doing a very good job right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no funding, Jackie. There's no funding there's no in the town. Funding. And there's all those rabid dogs taking over the town. I... I'm I'm like a pig in shit right now. <laughs> I feel really good about the rest of this season, and I hope y'all do too. I am glad that I got my like true angry yelling out because I've been screaming yeah. about this time jump. Yeah. I've been screaming. Yeah. It's really one of those rare times where my perspective uh, has completely changed, just like Guy Fieri. Oh, Guy Fieri. Oh, I love him. And I love you guys. And thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Riverdale Roundup. We are going to be back next week with episode five, The Homecoming. And I think we're going to like it. I think. And I hope you liked it, too. But let us know what you think. Hit us up on Insta. Or you can email in at page7podcast at gmail.com. I love y'all, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.